We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in, you guys. It's Panther Rants Podcast, brought to you by Armchair Network. It's April 1st. Tax deadline's coming up pretty soon, so you got to get your taxes in. Lots of unclaimed money every year, and of course, it always happens. And of course, you know, over the weekend, there was plenty of, there was plenty of unclaimed money, but you can get into it with uh, using my booking. They've been in business for years. they got great reviews online. They're, they also have a mobile site. It's easy to use. If you join now, my book, you'll match your, your deposit dollar for dollar. With the, um, and also, when you log in, create your account, use the promo car code armchair25, and you can claim up to $1,000 of free play. You play, you win, you play. Head to my bookie, guys. M-Y-B-O-K-K-I-E. Check them out. I've heard nothing but great reviews for them. Go for it. And go claim some money because there's the Final Four's coming up. You got NBA. You got a whole bunch of stuff. You can even bet on fantasy points. So stop wasting your money on a daily fantasy crap that, you, that you'll never win. And check it out. All right, guys. Welcome in again to the Panther Rants podcast. Wild Harris, your host. And, uh, well... The final four is set. And it was a... I'll tell you what. From Thursday to Sunday... This was one hell of a freaking slate of games. I mean, I was really... Excited the whole weekend. I know you guys were too. I mean... Days like this is why you wish, you know, you were... I mean, I mean, if, if you're a bachelor, if you ain't got no fucking worries in life, whether it's like a, um, you know, or if you're in college or whatever, and you get the party all, you know... Good Lord, this would have been... I envy you guys. Because I would have been... I'd have been, a, I'd have been on a four-day binge of freaking, you know... Alcohol, basketball, and of course food. Lots and lots of food. I mean, Christ! I had, I had freaking boxes of pizzas everywhere, and whatnot. Wings, all kind of stuff. I mean, this slate from Thursday to Sunday was just fantastic. Lots of awesome games. I mean, Saturday. I mean, especially like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But they they were great. Saturday and Sunday was just a peak. I mean. Man, the games and the field set. You know, we got Virginia, who um, they're in. The, you know, they've after after the uh, gaff they had in the opening round last year, we lost to a 16 seed. And well, 
they were losing at the half to a 16 seed this year. They regroup this time around, and now they're in the final four. It's amazing. Uh, Duke with the three uh, Laurie picks didn't make it. I thought they would. Like I said in the, my podcast on Wednesday, Michigan State Duke, you, go either, you can go either one. Michigan State won by a point. And hats off to Tom Izzo. I mean, the guy, I mean, Michigan State's kind of like the New England Patriots of college basketball. They, um, every year you got to go with Tom Izzo in a tournament because he's always going to get them to the least, to the elite eight. And that's, I mean, if the coach gets you the elite, the elite eight at least, I mean, that's, that's phenomenal. He's got them in the final four now, and they got... They got Texas Tech, and um, lots of. I mean, this is an intriguing matchup itself. I think with uh, Michigan State, I think this is a big for them because they got a, they actually got a week to prepare for. Um, well, you know, maybe like six days. They got plenty of time to prepare for Texas Tech now, whereas a lot of teams probably didn't. I mean, Michigan had plenty of time to prepare for Texas Tech and. I'm not sure what their excuse was, but I'm sure is it when Izzo reviews that he's going to see what not to do against them. But Texas Tech, you know, they the Big Twelve. I mean, they they, they for once another team besides Kansas gets to the Final Four. Although I mentioned that on Twitter, I think it was um, here Saturday or Sunday. I think it was Sunday, actually. And people mentioned that Oklahoma made it in 2016 with Buddy Hield, And, you know, and I, you know, owned up to that mistake. And that's what I do. I own up to when I, you know, when I screw up. But that's because I'm used to seeing Kansas all the freaking time, you know, going deep. And being the only Big 12 that goes deep in, in the tournament. But uh, Chris Beard has done some, you know... He's barely been in Texas Tech, and he's just, he's doing it. And what's crazy about this is is that um, after this year, I'm sure Texas Tech is going to work on his extension and probably make him really well paid. Because that's the thing about these Texas schools is living here in Texas, it's a bragging rights thing. So they're going to keep him. And that's what people tell me about, you know, as I look at Twitter and some people say, well, this is going to be hard for Jamie Dixon to um, to win here in the Big 12. TCU is going to give him a big-ass budget, and they're going to hire coaches. When, when Dixon first came in, he was able to hire two of the best recruiters in the country on his staff. And they just brought, they just brought another guy from UCLA in. And I have to really check him out to do my homework on him. But, you know, as as Jamie loses assistant coaches, he's going to replenish them. And the school he works for has a bigger budget. They're going to give him what he wants. I mean, and, and given the fact that he's won, you know, he's, he has them winning. He had them in tournament last year. And, of course, they, you know, they just barely missed this past year. 
They're in, they're about to go in they're, they're in NIT the NIT Final Four. He is going to reap the benefits. So that's the thing when people are, are, are rumoring, rumoring Jamie Dixon the UCLA. I mean, it doesn't make sense for both parties because for one thing, Jamie has a man out of the first weekend of the NCAA tournament in over a decade since that lead at Pitt. So UCLA is not going to hire him to begin with because he's he's Ben Howen light. Although they did hire Steve Alford, but Jamie is way better than Steve Alford. So I don't, but I don't see Jamie really leaving his alma mater for a better job. I mean, it just, I don't know. I just think it'd be a dick move to do it. But, but for the sake of quick beard, I think he's going to be just fine. Mission State, in the end, they just they pulled it off. And it was a great game, a lot of back and forth. And, you know, Cassie's Winston, I mean, the guy was, he, he was it for Michigan State. And, you know, there was all this controversy about Tom Mizzo being this, oh, horrible. He yells at his players and, oh, and look, look at him now, Final Four. So, there you go. So, Basically, the people crying about them, he just you know gave them the big giant middle finger. Speaking of middle fingers, we got the uh, the Bruce Pearl uh, Auburn middle finger tour. They're in the final four, and you know it was fine when they knocked off Kentucky. I mean, I mean that whole uh, slate in the Sweet Sixteen. So I think it was was it Saturday night. You had one game. You had you know you had Auburn playing. North Carolina, then fall, then after that you had Kentucky and Houston. So you had Roy Williams, who's never been caught cheating, versus Bruce Pearl, who just says I'm going to cheat. <laughs> the hell with you guys. And then you got in the other bracket, you got Kelvin Sampson, who's currently caught multiple times, and you got Kentucky, who for some reason they just managed to land these big guys. These five-star players, these one-and-dones, and basically they're saying, we're Kentucky. Yeah, we dare you to come and look for us. But that's just how it goes. And that was an awesome slate of games. I mean, I mean, I, Bruce Pearl in the Final Four is amazing. I know people hate it, but God, dog, I love it. I mean, I had this, uh, for most of the week, I had to hear about all these Bruce Pearl takes. And it was like, it was funny because we had, Saturday night, we had Bruce Pearl, we had Roy Williams, we had Calvin Sampson, Calipari, all these takes. And on top of that, in the Auburn game, where their player got hurt against North Carolina, He was one of our best players. He got hurt. He's out for the rest of the rest of the tournament. I, I I mentioned. I said all we need now is for the NBA players to come in and give us their takes about how the NCAA should run and how they should do this and that. But I was like, let, but let's. I was like, let's let's just hope they've heard of this uh, this guy from Auburn, Chuma. Let's hope they've heard of him, so maybe they can get all get, get all outraged. They got hurt. But of course, since the game was on CBS. 
it was on ESPN, and of course it wasn't Zion Williams, Williamson. Of course it wasn't Zion. There was no outrage, obviously. You didn't have anybody jumping on their on their collective soapboxes to tell us how how horrible the NCAA is and how now that this guy's hurt, he's hurt because of free labor. But what they won't tell you is who's going to pay with his, with his rehab and stuff. Who's going to actually pay for it? It's going to be the freaking school. But anyways. You know, it is what it is with, the, with these, te- you know, with, with these coaches. And, you know, Bruce Pearl, obviously, people are hard up on him because he's got, I guess, like, I guess one coach in jail and. I think another, I think he's got two coaches in jail. It's that's what happens. I mean, it's usually the yeah, the, guy, the guys that do your dirty work who get um, who get thrown in jail. And I'm sure Bruce will have his um, will have a lot to talk about when he gets the uh, you know the press conferences. And I'm sure it's gonna be a busy week for him addressing that stuff. But you know, here's the thing. I mean. Will Wade was allowed to coach. I have no idea why. I'm sure. I, I, I understand he's you know he's being probably subpoenaed and he's going to be screwed. But what's the big what's the what's the big deal? You come this far with them, you might as well go all in. Because I'm sure these victories that you got are going to be scrubbed from the uh, the record. Although the games happened. You might as well just go a full niner, just let them coach. That's what Auburn did. Auburn, Auburn gave the high ground, the middle finger, and said, "F you, we're winning this thing, whether you like it or not." Because you know what? It's a, just a little probation. You know, they make it. You know, they may get hit with a. You know, may lose some scholarships. You know, get a few years, but it's not football. It's just their basketball program. I mean, for these guys. For some of these te- for some of these programs, especially in the SEC, these basketball programs are disposable to them. You know, they don't have to actually, you know, as long as their football's protected, they can give two shits about anything else. By all means, have at it and have fun. But uh, you know. Pearl's here, and that's, you know, for me, I was surprised. I mean, I figured they, they, would be, they would beat North Carolina, my gut told me. But for them to uh, knock, you know, get to the uh, Final Four, the knockoff Kentucky, I didn't think they would beat Kentucky, and they did. I mean, they just, they got, they, they made things happen towards the end. I mean, it went to overtime, and they just, they did the damn thing. And speaking of overtimes, how about Virginia. I didn't think they would get past Oregon, and I thought they would be done then. But they p- faced Purdue, and despite you know having a player light up you know from you know for over thirty plus against them, and you know what really got me was they were down three and they were driving the ball down the court. Purdue fouls them. And speaking of, I mean, how how, how is this for poetic justice? They do the foul. I mean, Purdue does the foul up three, and I understand why they did it. And I just hate that; it just annoys the fuck out of me. Even my well, my own team does it, but I get why why they do it. You know, I totally understand. But poetic justice here prevailed, 
as UVA knocked down the first free throw. And then next thing you know, they brick it. The ball comes out. It, it bounces around like a freaking pinball. UVA gets it. Throws the ball down. The guy practically throws a pass right on the money. And next thing you know, we're in overtime. And you had to fill for Purdue. I mean, that just that just sunk them after that. I mean, they went toe-to-toe in overtime, but of course, in the end, it was just a hell of a game. You want, And you're happy for Tony Bennett because, you know, after what happened, and of course, people were now jumping on the whole, well, you know, defense wins, defense wins things, and that's mostly from, you know, mostly from Pitt Twitter because, you know, because of what happened with Jamie, but um, yeah, I mean... The opportunities were there for Jamie to, uh, you know, to, to, to prove us the defense wins in the, in the tournament. He had his opportunities. Okay, to show us that. There's no, there's no doubt. But Scotty Reynolds happened, and of course you had that Jermaine Dixon freaking gaffe where Pitt could have went up seven, and Jermaine obviously turns the ball over. And then on top of that, freaking fouls the guy as he scores. And it was a, it went from a from a possible seven point lead to a two point game. If that doesn't happen, Pitt probably is going to the Final Four. It's if Scotty Reynolds doesn't uh, lay the ball in, it's yeah, Pitt probably wins that game in overtime. Pitt had momentum at that point. Pitt had momentum on their side, but it didn't happen. Then you had a freaking Butler. You know, Gilbert Brown bricks the second free throw, and it was bad form if you look at it. And then Nazir Robinson, for some reason, <laughs> Nazir Robinson, what's it called? Fouls him. And of course, this dickhead behind me is on his cell phone. It's bumper to bumper traffic, and he almost freaking rear ends me. And of course, he's and I hate and I hate stere- the stereotype. But he's driving a fucking Infinity. You know, folks, and he's just like, you know, he's holding his phone. And I get, you know, it's good that he's like actually looking. But uh, for God's sakes, man, pay attention, man. This is, this is, this is rush hour. I mean, I'm happy his ass fucking got in the uh, actual pullover lane here and didn't uh, run me because on top of my car getting, um, you know, still in her. Being, still being looked at from the uh, it's still being looked at from uh, what's it called you know the, the, you know, the, uh, the parking garage because the friggin um, what's it called came down on me yeah the, yeah the game malfunction came down my car but anyways guys 
getting back to the actual game itself, and again, you know, it just back to Jamie Dixon. I mean, Nazar Ramos. I mean, a really bad decision. I mean, it was stupid. I mean, if anything, Jamie should have pulled his players off off from there. Didn't do it, but you know. You let the game go the fucking overtime. And, of course, you know, you didn't have to... I mean, as bad as Butler was flopping in that game. And they were flopping like hell. And the thing about it is they didn't have to flop this time. We just, you know... The refs were calling tic-tac stuff that whole Butler game. And that's just that. And that's the thing people need to realize is that, yeah... Defense can win in tournaments. <clears throat> there's been opportunities. I mean, of course, in the case of Jamie Dixon, there's been his opportunities. It just didn't happen. But now he's at TCU because, you know, things started to really fall off with the program. And that's that. I mean, the guy had flaws, too. I mean, he's he had a great career here, but he had flaws. And that's the thing about some of these people that um, are just you know so hard up about this whole Tony Bennett thing there's a big difference between Tony Bennett and Jamie Dixon is Tony Bennett actually had better players he recruited better players he was able to on top of that he was able to get to the final four with them so that's the big difference there and so we on one side of the bracket we got we got UVA we got Auburn and pretty, this is going to be a pretty, pretty intriguing game because both, you know, Auburn played lights out, but they got their down a guy. And I'm sure they're banged up from uh, their run. And I think UVA is really starting to starting to come on now. <clears throat> they know they know they can the, th- the reason why is they know they can win this tournament now. So they got that going for them. On the, and on the one side of the bracket, you got Mission State. And you got Texas Tech. And, I mean, this is going to be a really good defensive battle between these two teams. And I like Michigan State in this one because they can play defense and they can score. And I know, you know, the whole issue with a lot of this is that there's no Blue Bloods. You know, there's no, there's no Kentucky, there's no North Carolina, there's no Duke. And people, you know, people say this is, this is what draws people to these games, but you got to realize that Auburn's going to travel. Their fans are definitely going to travel for this game. Texas Tech is going to travel. Michigan State's going to travel, and you damn for sure you going to travel. So yeah, the Blue Bloods aren't there, but the fans, the alumni, are going to be there to this game. So I expect, you know, I still expect a really good turnout for, the, for this tournament. I mean, I mean, the Final Four is an exciting thing. When they, when they came to Houston in 2011, I was there for it. We had, I mean, we had UConn, we had Butler, we had um, VCU in Kentucky. And they still broke attendance records for the NCAA for the Final Four. UVA traveled like hell. So did Kentucky, as always. 
the only the only team that really didn't travel well was UConn. Actually, their students didn't travel well. Their student section was pretty much empty. But their uh, their fans and their alumni were pretty well represented in the stands. They 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 they, they uh, came to the game. They brought they brought their they brought their you know they brought their game. It's just for the students. When I talked to a few of them, this was like oh, go, that was eight years ago. They said it was a pain in the ass to travel to the game. And um, you know the final four, you know I was there and the games were pretty exciting. I think for me, what was what really gave me goosebumps was when they was when the seniors were coming off the court. You know when they were losing, that was what gave me goosebumps. Just you know, watch watch them walk off the court. Fans just cheering. But the uh, the Butler UConn game was a freaking snoozer. Probably one of the worst freaking tournament games I've ever watched. UConn, I mean, because UConn turned up with their defense. And UConn, I mean, UConn turned with their defense, but Butler shot like hell. I mean, it was horrible. I think, you know, as far as these games go, I'll, I'll talk about more in depth. Later in the week, we'll go through the um, through the notions. I'll get my picks because I was, you know, last podcast, I was way off. I mean, I, I, did, have, I did say Purdue was going to be Tennessee, my gut said. And Tennessee, I'm going to snatch victory from Jaws of the Feet, but it was like watching Clubber Lang. The second time he faced Rocky, where he beat the hell out of Rocky for most of the match, and then Rocky just cut, he wore himself out. Rocky comes back and beats the crap out of him. But this time around was different, as Tennessee just couldn't give them. A, but Purdue had one last possession, and Tennessee just couldn't get, just could not get a stop. And on top of that, they fouled the freaking shooter, and when the game went, the game went overtime, and. Purdue woke up and said, hey, you know what, we need to, Tennessee's woken up, so we got to get this win, and they did. Gonzaga was a disappointment as well, and, but the thing is, is, you know, with Mark Few, he's a, he's a great coach, and given what he's, what he, you know, what he has, what he has to work with, for one thing, he's playing the West Coast Conference, and he's playing. He's playing for a four to five thousand people a game. The guy is both an amazing program. I mean, Gonzaga will always be a cautious pick at the tournament. You never know how they're going to go. But uh, you know, Texas Tech shut them down, and towards the end, and that was it. I mean, they just had, they had no answer. But they're always going to be a cautious pick because of that. Yeah, you know, that, that's just, it's the same thing with UConn women now. I mean, the UConn women's uh, team was a two seed in the tournament this year, despite losing only two games. And I guess two of the games they lost to were one seeds in the tournament. And one thing the tournament committee picked out was their uh, their conference wasn't good. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering how long UConn's going to stay in the AEC for basketball because it's hurting, it's hurting, it's going to hurt them. I mean, when Gino Ariema leaves UConn and retires, what happens that? What happens after that? Who's going to pick up the pieces? 
because he can't be there forever. So they're going to have to do something that's going to help that program long, long term after he retires and after he's gone. And it's the same thing with the men's program too. I mean, Hurley's there, but how long can they stay in that that conference? But he's a attra- I mean, he's a attra- one thing you can say is he's, he's attracting some big recruits. But I mean, what happens to I mean, what happens long term? Because this, this basketball conference just isn't good right now. I mean, initially it was. I mean, they had some names for coaches, but it's only like three or four good teams in that conference now. And I think you know, the, and the way you call football is now. I mean. I'm not sure if you call football is ever going to recover. I mean, it, it, once it went to the AEC, it just plummeted. It's just not the same. And, you know, it's not so much the AEC. You had, they had a whole bunch of bad coaching hires. Because, you know, they went from Randy Edsel to Paul Pasqualoni. Which made absolutely no freaking sense whatsoever. And then it just got worse and worse and worse. Now Randy Edsel's back. And I'm not sure how he's going to be uh, able to dig him out. Because I think UConn's in a more worse position now than what they were when they were just when they were coming from 1AA to, you know, to 1A. You know, they're obviously in a really bad spot, so I'm not sure, you know, I mean, I think, personally, you put football, go somewhere like the MAC or somewhere, or go independent, and do some of your basketball program, because they, uh, supposedly now with the, the with the latest AEC um, television deal, they're getting more money, but they can't do their basketball games on a different network like, like they've had. So obviously there's a lot of concern. But anyways, guys, we're hitting the 30 minute mark of this. It was a hell of a it was a hell of a tournament re- tournament weekend. I mean, this tournament was awesome. It's been awesome because you know every year everybody has these hot takes about how the tournament just isn't good because there's not this or there's not that. This tournament had it all. Yeah, it didn't really have a Cinderella team. But you can say a lot of these P5 programs were Cinderella's because you never expected them to come out of nowhere and do what they did. You know, nobody was going to expect Texas Tech to go to the Final Four or Auburn. So you can say that a lot of these, a lot of these teams were Cinderella's in, in their own respects because nobody takes them seriously for basketball. And they're there. I mean, Tech, yeah, had some... And then they had a few good years on their night, but, you know, Chris Beard was obviously a Bobby Knight disciple and... He's Bobby Knight with a little more, I guess you could say, more of a, I guess, more of a millennial version of Bobby Knight, where he's not much of a authoritarian, I guess. But um, you know, lots of good things are coming for Texas Tech, and this and then this tournament itself, we got another weekend of it, and we'll see who the champion is, and we'll talk about that later this week to see who that could be. And of course, I need to really get back to talking about pit football because spring drills are here, and the offense is uh, you know, getting some work on their new offensive coordinator. And 
I saw some things where they were throwing that, where they were actually throwing them to tight ends. Man, think just think about that. Throwing to the tight ends. Kind of a lost art. We haven't had we haven't had that in years. But maybe we'll get it back. Oh well guys, enjoy the rest of the week. I'll talk to you later. Hell a pit bye.